Welcome back to the Fit Fizz Podcast. No matter what kind of week you're having, I am glad that you are here and taking some time for yourself to be here with me. Like Jay-Z once said, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. In case you are new to this podcast, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the contents should be interpreted as intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. Okay, class, let me see a show of hands. Raise your hand if you know what mitochondria are and the role that they play in the body. I'm not seeing everybody's hand raised. So let's talk about these marvelous and powerful and microscopic and beautiful little things called mitochondria. They actually do look really, really beautiful under a microscope. So hopefully I will remember to post some pictures of them later. So you'll have a visual. There have probably been at least five or six episodes so far where I have mentioned mitochondria, but I've never really explained anything about them. So my goal here is to connect a big piece of the puzzle for you as you learn more about the things that I normally talk about, like nutrition and strength, sleep, hormones, digestion, and any and all states of disease and your overall energy. Mitochondria play a role in every single thing that your body does and doing things to fuel and repair damaged mitochondria are the things that will help you to feel more energized in general. I'm calling mitochondria the MVPs of energy and that's just something I made up but they are commonly referred to as the powerhouse of the cells. Now in the first part of my fitness career. It was always part of my certification classes and ongoing education and things like that That to talk about mitochondria, but it was always in a sense of energy output in the gym or in a fitness sense. But that's only one part of the picture. As with a lot of things, it wasn't until I actually had an autoimmune disease myself and started experiencing some scary states of dis-ease, disease, and learning how to reverse it naturally, was I able to truly understand things, including the importance of mitochondrial function. And I was experiencing serious mitochondrial dysfunction. When you don't feel well, or if you're tired or moody, those are all signs of some level of mitochondrial dysfunction. So I want you to try to picture the cells all throughout your body. Inside each cell, inside the cell membrane, there is at least one mitochondrion, that's the singular form, or some cells have more than one mitochondria. And the cells with the most mitochondria are your liver cells, which have anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 mitochondria per cell. So picture these mitochondria as teeny tiny motors. For some reason, I always picture those cheap little wind-up toys, especially the ones that you can like 
put in the water and you wind them up and they go, go, go. But eventually they run out of energy and they slow down until you wind them back up again. That's kind of how your mitochondria work. And it's normal for them to die off when cells die, but new cells are always created and you have brand new healthy mitochondria in a healthy or semi-healthy human body. But if an event is happening where the body has to give attention elsewhere and nothing is refueling or recharging your mitochondria, then we have what's called mitochondrial dysfunction. And depending on how bad that gets and which part of the body it's happening in, eventually, maybe over the course of weeks, months, or years, maybe even decades, you will start to feel symptoms that are stemming from that mitochondrial dysfunction. It can show up in endless ways like food sensitivities, sleep disturbances, feeling fatigued, moodiness. And if the mitochondrial dysfunction is really, really bad, you have more serious things like autoimmune disease and cancer. Now, scientists could certainly argue that this is a gross oversimplification, but if you were to trace the actual chain of events for anything going wrong in the body, it essentially starts with some kind of mitochondrial dysfunction and it ends with disease. And of course, we have a whole array of things that happen in between. So during that in-between time, there are countless chances to improve things with the food that you eat and how you treat your body. If you think of these little teeny tiny motors slowing down, you can see how it relates to the actual energy that you feel or lack in your body. Even when it comes to things as simple as feeling tired from not enough sleep or from too much stress, there is a small level of mitochondrial dysfunction at play. And the more you do to fuel or recharge mitochondria, the better you will feel. Or you can also think of it as the more you proactively do to fuel and recharge your mitochondria, the better you will feel overall because you're taking steps to be ahead of the game. The way you improve mitochondrial function is all of the simple things that you already know about and that I talk about all the time, like eating nutrient-dense foods, doing whatever you possibly can to prioritize rest, even if that means telling your friend, no, I can't go to your baby shower, my rest is a priority, or reduce stress, things like setting boundaries with everyone in your life in order to protect your energy, getting exercise and basically doing anything else that you can to take care of your health. Just like you can't eat an egg until you crack it open, or hopefully you, nobody will ever try to do that, your body can't use the energy from carbs, fats, and proteins until those chemical bonds are broken down during digestion. So as the food is broken down, your mitochondria take the energy that's released from that process and they turn it into something called ATP. And that's something I can cover. ATP is something I can cover in a whole episode in itself in relation to like energy and strength training. But this ATP is like gasoline that's needed to actually have energy. The mitochondria are like the little motors and the ATP is like the gasoline. You need both in order to have any energy at all, to just breathe or move or even just to live. Now, since the mitochondria are responsible for generating power for your cells, more mitochondria equals more energy. 
And it's also true that the more active you are or actively requiring energy from your body, the more mitochondria you will have. So elite athletes usually have much higher mitochondrial density than anyone else because their bodies are constantly demanding such a high level of energy. And anyone will build more mitochondria while they strength train. And as you put on muscle, you're also building mitochondrial density because you'll have new tissue, new cells, and new muscle fiber. And all of that is building new mitochondria as well. And this is yet another reason why the benefits of strength training far outweigh the benefits of cardio or running because you're not really building new tissue or new mitochondria with things like cardio or running. Now, having a lot of mitochondria is good, but we also need them to function properly. So this is a case where when it comes to mitochondria, both quantity and quality both matter. So let's talk about how food affects mitochondria. Not being sufficiently fueled by food will lead to mitochondrial dysfunction. Nutrient deficiencies can lead to mitochondrial dysfunction. There are numerous ways that you can think about this. Each time you eat, you're basically choosing to improve mitochondrial function or make it worse. So let's say you eat, for example, fruity pebbles for breakfast, and then you have a donut a little later. You eat half a large pizza for lunch with soda. And for dinner, you choose to have mozzarella sticks with buttered noodles. Obviously, I think you know that that is lacking nutrient density. And you could see that as making a choice that you're, by eating that way, telling your mitochondria something like, you know what, mitochondria, a bunch of you just can go ahead and just die off. I don't really need energy. In fact, I have way too much energy. So could you take it down a few notches? (laughs) Who's really needing their energy to be taken down a few notches, right? Or You could go the other way and eat lots of green vegetables, colorful fruits, lean proteins, healthy fats, and limit your sugar intake and send a message to your body of, I want to live and be active for a really long time. So hey, mitochondria, check me out, giving you all this healthy food to keep disease away, to keep your little motors running, and to give me energy. So depending on how much you're fueling yourself in either direction over the course of time, your mitochondria will react in tandem with whatever kind of message you are sending it through the food that you eat. You can also link this general idea to other things that I talk about. For example, environmental toxins, they can damage mitochondria. They can deplete mitochondrial function. And this is part of the destruction that happens when you put plastic in the microwave and drink out of plastic water bottles, or if you're not paying attention to reduce chemical exposure and things like skincare products, laundry detergent, household cleaners, all of that junk contributes to mitochondrial function or dysfunction. And I'm not sure if any studies have been done comparing I would love to see a study if this hasn't been done. If somebody were to compare elite athletes who do remove environmental toxins versus athletes who don't, I'd be willing to bet my left hand, and that's the one that I write with, 
that if the study was done, the athletes who do minimize exposure to environmental toxins would be more powerful because they have higher ATP production because they have more highly functioning mitochondria. And also, anything that you can do to reduce inflammation in the body will also improve mitochondrial function. You can listen to episode 13, which was all about inflammation, to learn more about that. But to connect this to mitochondria, let's say you have a dairy sensitivity. This can start off in one person as a little bit of gas when you eat dairy. But you keep eating dairy, and over time, it eventually gets worse, and you start having stomach cramps when you eat dairy, and then maybe severe bloating when you eat dairy. So why does it get worse over time? Because it started off as gas and low-grade inflammation. It's kind of like a light tap on the door, like, knock, knock, I think you should stop it with that dairy. But you ignored it. You kept eating dairy. So the body had to knock louder by making you feel worse as an attempt as an attempt to get you to stop it. And all the while, this inflammation is just slowly getting worse and worse. But if you keep at it, every time you eat dairy, you end up with explosive diarrhea because you let it keep getting worse and worse. And that once it gets that bad, your body is basically screaming at you to, hey, knock it off with the dairy. And at that point, your inflammation is pretty bad. You literally have inflamed bowels at that point. And depending on how long you insist on keeping on with the eating dairy and the resulting diarrhea every time, you're asking to get leaky gut. You're slowly, slowly headed down a path of some kind of autoimmune issues if you keep that up. And all the while you're doing that, you're destroying more mitochondria. So obviously, at first, the impact is so minimal, it's not a big deal. But if you let it get really bad, you're making it harder and harder for your body to keep up with the constant mitochondrial repair that it has to do until there ends up being more damaged mitochondria than healthy mitochondria. And then you feel like a weak, horrible disaster and you're fatigued and you're going from doctor to doctor trying to figure out what's wrong. So in case you're one step ahead of me, like, hey, Kelly, isn't this what happened to you when you were really sick with Hashimoto's and leaky gut and adrenal fatigue? Yep, that is true. And if your next question is, well, if you know this, then why did it happen? Well, (laughs) I gotcha. So First of all, I hope you will listen to previous episodes of parts one and part two of my autoimmune story. And here's the thing. I was learning about all of this as it was happening. That's why I was able to reverse it on my own and without a doctor. In hindsight, I still actually, I don't even know how I found the brain power to do it while I was at the worst of it all, but I'm glad I managed somehow. And There are certain supplements you can take to improve mitochondrial function, no matter what the state of your health is, even if you're healthy or if you already have autoimmune issues. And I'm not allowed by law to directly recommend supplements. But what I can do, wink, wink, is tell you what I took and what I know is available out there to improve mitochondrial function and like good brands to take and brands that are not so great. I can do that on a private platform like Patreon. So you can access that stuff by supporting me on Patreon. There's an app 
that you can look you can, so you can look for the Patreon app or you can go to patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson to access extra content like that, which um, just kind of think of it as an extension of the podcast. So if you love the podcast or if you feel like what I share with you is worth at least 25 cents an episode, it would seriously be so helpful to me if you supported me there and you can learn even more from me beyond what I can share here. Another thing I want to share with you, though, that I can share about food and supplements because is, well, this is L-carnitine, which is in food, but you can also get it as a supplement. But it's one compound. It's actually an amino acid that is involved in the energy production of mitochondria. Now, L-carnitine is mainly found in animal food sources like meat. And our bodies can produce a small amount of L-carnitine on their own. But for people who are plant-based, it's usually they usually supplement in some kind of way to get enough L-carnitine in their diet and to keep the mitochondria functioning and humming along and repairing themselves. And one more thing I want to cover is mitochondria and the immune system. So when your mitochondria are run down and dying off, because you haven't been so nice to your body with nutrients or you haven't given it adequate rest, your body doesn't clean house as it should. So it doesn't get rid of the toxins like it should. A tired cell has to choose between cleaning up toxins and surviving. And mitochondria will always choose survival over being perfect. It's kind of like, uh... I'll mow the yard tomorrow or I'll clean the kitchen on Sunday. So what's happening on a cellular level is that toxins are not being sufficiently removed from the body. And then we aren't repairing damaged cells properly. Then we can't fight off things like viruses or bacteria effectively because the body's just in survival mode. When the body's in survival mode, toxins are not able to be excreted like they should be. Um, due to mitochondrial dysfunction. And then these toxins are recirculated back into the body. So first they'll be stored in the fat tissue, then places like the liver and the brain, and then going down the chain of where it tends to go, it'll go to the muscle next. And this is why you hear about people with autoimmune diseases often having a high toxic load in the liver and the brain or even the muscles. Their mitochondrial dysfunction has been so bad for so long that the organs can't even function properly anymore. And this is why it's important to know these things and be ahead of the game. So that helps you to just knowing this and understanding this process that is working constantly in your body, you can keep your mitochondria running more efficiently throughout your whole body so that you don't, hopefully don't end up going down that road of disease. And mitochondria are also sensitive to EMFs. I know this is a little bit too woo-woo for some of you, but science has proven through countless studies already that mitochondria are absolutely down-regulated from high exposure to Wi-Fi signals and Bluetooth signals. This is why some people experience sleep disturbances and anxiety with Wi-Fi and why some people find relief by reducing their exposure to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth signals. So more on that another time, but that's something to think about in the meantime. 
I appreciate you so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this with a friend and leave a review for the show. Get more valuable information like this on patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. And until next time, breathe, fuel your mitochondria, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory. <laughs>